my personality to be jittery. It's part of my charm. Wrestling fans, are you ready? It's time for my one, two, three cents of the podcast on the Jittery Monkey Podcasting Network. Give me a hell yeah! Now, here's your host. The man is also a very long, dear, personal friend of mine. Does the guy have a name? Yes, he has a name. Kevin Huntsberger. Woo! If you've dreamed of becoming a professional wrestler, it's time to make that dream a reality. The Stride Pro Wrestling Training Academy is now enrolling new students. Classes meet on Tuesdays and Thursday nights from 6 to 8 p.m. for just $60 per month. Be sure to check out the Stride Pro Wrestling Facebook page at facebook.com slash stridepro-wrestling and get enrolled now. Hey friends, welcome to episode 382 of the My 123 Cents podcast. And uh, I welcome you all and thank you for listening, downloading, sharing, and participating in this week's episode because it is an Ask My 123 Cents. Um, it's been a crazy week uh, as we get started here. I want to uh, first and foremost ask everyone to uh, keep our friend and longtime co-host and, you know, all around great guy, Chad Smart, in your thoughts and prayers, and uh, remember him and his family this week especially, but um, I just ask that you do that and, you know, take time to, as Adam Pierce often tweets, uh, love someone today and, and be that uh, kind-hearted, uh, soft place to land for someone if they need it. So, uh, again, that's that's kind of the thought for today as we also uh, begin recording this week's episode. And uh, there's a lot of news right now. Um, some news I'm, I'm hoping is uh, going to, to change, but Scott Hall, his health is uh, in dire straits, it seems. Um, multiple pages, multiple sites reporting that he is on life support. I don't like repeating and spreading things that I see uh where they say multiple sources say, because we don't know for sure, but there are a lot of people um, who have ties or connections to Scott Hall who have been on social media and commenting as well. So no matter what the exact situation is, we know as of this recording, and I'm recording about one o'clock central time on Sunday afternoon uh, to prepare this for a Sunday night drop, um, we know that uh, there are reports out there that Scott Hall is not doing well. And whether he is or whether he's not, everybody can use a little extra thought, a little extra prayer. So um, let's go ahead and, and keep Scott Hall in our minds and on our hearts as well uh, this week. And as he may presumably be facing a long road to recovery, and uh, we certainly wish him all the very best. Now, I did mention that this week is going to be an Ask My One, Two, Three Cents. It has been, uh, you know, I'm still acclimating. I, I talked about it a little bit a couple weeks ago. I've got a new job. I'm starting week three on Monday. 
Um, and it's just been a, a bit of a transition and, and, you know, budgeting time and, and, and making sure that things are going the way that they need to be going. Uh, there's a lot going on with Stride Pro Wrestling behind the scenes and, uh, you know, things that are happening, lots of moving parts with that, some big announcements hopefully coming in the next couple of weeks as well. So be sure to stick around and, and stay tuned to all that. And then just trying to keep this brand building and growing and continuing, um, through TikTok, through Facebook, through Instagram, through Twitter, through YouTube. You know, I haven't done a, a YouTube video in a couple of weeks, and I, I feel bad about that. I really enjoy the give me a minutes because I can just kind of spout off about a topic in 60 seconds or less. So uh, we'll be getting back to that. Uh, but TikTok is, is up and going with uh, a couple of wrestling under the influence videos to take a look at. I'll be doing another one this week in honor of Hornswoggle and St. Patrick's Day. I've got a great St. Patrick's Day beer for that one. So, uh, again, be sure to check it out. And while you're checking things out, of course, uh, there is Collar and Elbow. It's uh, collarandelbowbrand.com. Use promo code MY123CENTS, and you save 10% on your order. Thigh Huggers, which I wrestled in uh, back in September of last year. Uh, it's thighhuggers.com. Same promo code, my123cents. Save on your order with that. A lot of great, cool, awesome designs, so check that out. Then, of course, prowrestlingtees.com slash my123cents. And again, all of this goes to support Stride Pro Wrestling. And, uh, you know, we held Strideiversary, I mentioned, at a, at a bigger venue um, uh, just over a week ago. And it was a great, it was great to kind of spread our wings a little bit. And we want to do that more throughout the year, but to do things like this, because obviously we are locked into a place right now where we pay rent, we pay utilities, um, insurance, all that good stuff. So uh, having a, a little extra pocket money, if you will, is, is never a bad thing. So that's why I encourage people to shop at ProWrestlingTees.com or to the collar and elbow or thigh huggers, you know, this is not making Kevin rich and going into his pocket. It is going literally back into the coffers to uh, help support stride pro wrestling. There are some other improvements that need to be made to uh, the ring that we use for training, the ring that we use for shows, you know, just general maintenance things that kind of pop up here and there as, as anyone who owns a house or uh, owns a car, or owns any kind of thing knows things happen and, and you need maintenance or you need, uh, to get things kind of checked out and, and put into order. So, uh, again, any little donation, I say donation, any little purchase will help, and it goes a long way, and it is greatly, greatly appreciated. I know a uh, friend of the show, Tyler Adams, just picked up a new Stride Pro Wrestling t-shirt. Uh, my other goal in the next week or two, hopefully, is to work on some new designs for the Pro Wrestling Tee store. Um, and maybe generate the thing with wrestling t-shirts I think is it's hard to come up with something that people are going to wear beyond a wrestling show and maybe that's the only reason you you come up with designs because there's a lot of cool stuff out there but it's like would you wear this uh, you know to the grocery store or would you wear this out and about especially like on the indie level but I even think WWE and AEW which obviously pro wrestling tees is run uh, you know, they do all the AEW gear as well, pardon me. Um, and I, I feel like sometimes it's kind of hard to come up with something that, you know, doesn't maybe stand out over the top or you don't want to draw too much attention to yourself. So we'll work on some design ideas. And if you have any suggestions, I would love, love, love to hear those from you. But I mentioned, you know, uh, again, it's, it's, uh, 
ask my one two three cents and I actually got quite a few questions and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to this. Uh, a couple of them involve Stride and and what happened. Greg Mahachko, of course, the founder here at Jittery Monkey, the host of Chad and Greg's Power Half Hour, which you can check out here as well as Nerd United with Mike Luther. Um, he says, "Who the hell does Heath Hatton think he is?" This is all, of course, in reference to what I talked about briefly last week: the attack uh, at Strideversary after the the errant pinfall, and uh, you know. I feel like I did kind of screw up there. Um, did I deserve to get hit with a chair and thrown into a chair and riser beaten up? No, not at all. Um, and, I, you know, I'm still waiting to hear from Tyler, from Heath. We haven't really talked, and I don't know what's on his mind, but uh, I do know because it came into question, you know, why is he going to be involved now in a triple threat title match at the next Stride show? Well, I, I will admit, I made a mistake in the three count, and um, I feel like to, to give it back to him, to and I, I said it to him in the ring, I said, we can make this right and give you a rematch, and that's exactly what I'm doing, and obviously, since Riser lost the championship, had, had uh, Dexter Roswell not cashed in and won the belt, this uh, upcoming April 2nd show would be... Heath Hatton versus Riser one on one, but I've decided to make it a triple threat match. So therefore, uh, may the best man win. And I think it's going to be interesting to see all three of these guys in action, healthy and ready to go, and not fatigued and not attacked or beaten up as Riser was uh, with the case against uh, Dexter when when Dexter cashed in. But again, that's the benefit of having that Stride Cup. And, and making that opportunity and making the most of it. And in that same vein, you know, Tyler Adams, who I mentioned a few minutes ago, asks what I will be doing, or will I be making sure that the triple threat has no interference? That is the plan. You know, this business, wrestling is chaotic. It's crazy. Um, so, yes, I'm going to do everything in my power to make sure that there is uh, no shenanigans this time and things don't uh, get out of control. Tyler also asks, what are my thoughts on Stone Cold Steve Austin possibly wrestling at WrestleMania? I, you know what? I'm, I'm very, here's the thing. And I've been, I was going to do this as a, uh, give me a minute. And I, I may still do that. Um, I feel like a lot of times wrestling fans, wrestling fans are, in my opinion, some of the most critical fans on, on the planet. And, you know, I'm I'm in that camp. I, I was a part of, you know, many years ago when I first started my one two three cents back in 2010. That was the whole reason I started it was to kind of spout off and share opinions. And sometimes they were, you know, negative. And as I've gotten older, and and I think a lot of people do this, you know, we look at things differently. Maybe we don't let things bother us the way we used to. And and at one point, you know, w when Chad and I were going to WrestleMania every year, and there was a, a pocket of time there where we were going, and there were always special guests, or the part-timers would come out, and they would interfere, or they would do this or do that. And I feel like, you know, we were critical of it. And now looking at it through a different scope, you know, that's, and it's been reported, and it's been you know, brought up multiple times, that was really what the basis of WrestleMania was founded on, you know, without Cindy Lauper and Mr. T 
and probably, obviously, Cindy Lauper and Mr. T, the very first WrestleMania, in my opinion, would not have mattered as much as it did. And I don't know that we would be talking about WrestleMania now some 35, 36, 37 years later. I don't know if WrestleMania exists without the celebrity involvement. That's what made it WrestleMania. Um, and so I kind of am in the same vein with, you know, these part-timers. And yeah, I, I get it. Stone Cold Steve Austin is 50-something years old. Um, but it's Stone Cold Steve Austin. And if he can still go, and he looks to be in great shape. And I don't know that he's going to wrestle. He hasn't said he's wrestling. And I've heard plenty of rumor and innuendo that he's not wrestling. That he's going to just be on the Kevin Owens show. And I'm sure maybe hit him with a stunner. Kind of like he did with uh, Rowdy Rowdy Piper back and what was it, WrestleMania 21, I think, out in Hollywood when uh, when they did the live Piper's Pit. So that's what I think is realistically going to happen. Would I like to see Austin in the ring again? Absolutely. I think uh, a one more, you know, one more match kind of thing, one more can of whoop-ass, as he said in his response video, but I don't think it's going to be a match. I'd love it to be. So I'm fine with Austin wrestling one more time. Um you know, I, I, I do think it, it'll be interesting to see. You know, we saw, we have seen um, Edge, and I'm trying to think of someone else right off the top of my head. Sting. I mean, look at Sting coming back from career-threatening injury. Uh, thought he was done, and, and he's gotten back in there, and he's wrestling. Um, I, I don't need to see Steve Austin every week wrestle. I don't need to see Steve Austin wrestle beyond WrestleMania. Whatever is in his best health and in his best interest, I'm all in favor of. I have no problem uh, with some of these older legendary superstars and wrestlers getting in the ring for one, two, three more chances and, and you know, showing fans what they have. I have no, absolutely no problem with that uh, whatsoever. I just, again, want it to be under the best uh, circumstances and the best health for the men and women um, who are involved in, and are the ones that are getting into the ring. Hunter Woodworth, our good friend uh, at Stride Pro Wrestling, and of course here on the show as well, asks, what do I think about Tony Khan buying Ring of Honor? I think it was a smart move. Um, you know, Ring of Honor was obviously in its dying days, and this has been talked about on other podcasts too. I think the long-term implications of the purchase are going to far out see, out for, far exceed, excuse me, the short-term results. Uh, meaning that with the library, the 20-plus year library, and I don't know any of the details of, of, of what the purchase involved or, you know, what what he got out of it. I'm assuming, though, he, he did get that library. And as we've seen with WWE Network, I mean, it, you know, it became a billion-dollar sale for WWE selling it to Peacock. So I think investing in those archives that no one else has had access to with Ring of Honor, and you've got a 20-year library now at this point, or almost 20-year library, you can't go wrong. I mean, the CM Punk stuff, the Daniel Bryan stuff from the early days, you know, one of the very first Ring of, the, the first Ring of Honor show I went to, Daniel Bryan wrestled at. Now, we didn't stick around because it was such a long show. Uh, we didn't make it to the main event, but the point is, is there's a lot of great, you know, especially for that crowd that is 
heavier into the wrestling and not so much into the sports entertainment, this will be a paradise for them. So I think it's a good idea. Uh, again, I don't know what's going to happen with those syndicated shows, uh, the syndicated time slots that Sinclair has uh, for Ring of Honor. If Tony Khan is able to create programming and, you know, because I don't believe any there's any wrestlers associated with Ring of Honor that are part of the deal. So they would all have to be brought in separately. Now, because of the talent pool that AEW already has, I don't know that you need to pick up a whole lot more in terms of talent. But again, it depends on what they're going to do with the TV slots and whatnot. But no, I think it was a great move. And, uh, you know, it might be a good thing that, that WWE doesn't have a stranglehold on all of the uh, wrestling archival footage out there. You know, I certainly love WWE, um, but I think that, you know, those legacies and, and things going on with, with AEW uh, and Ring of Honor, I think it's, it's a good partnership, and, and I'm, I'm happy that, that they were able to get a hold of it. Speaking of AEW, Mike Luther, who is co-host of the year on the uh, Nerd United podcast, is there a current wrestler working that does a better promo than MJF? Um, I got to tell you, I do think, and I don't watch a whole lot of AEW. I watch most of it uh, through clips online. I watch most of wrestling these days like that. But when I hear... Uh, a lot of buzz about something. I try to check it out and, and see what it's what it's all about. And, you know, MJF has knocked it out of the park. I think most of his promos are on point. And I, I do agree. I think that he is probably um, one of the best promos out there right now. Uh, maybe, maybe he is the best. I think that there's a delicate balance between over-scripting, which I think a lot of times WWE tends to do, and giving free reign. I don't think every wrestler, every talent is ready to go out there without a net. And I think WWE providing somewhat of a net or maybe sometimes too much of a net is a good thing because it keeps them from then rambling or going on too long or not making any sense or missing the point of the promo. But MJF is one of those that doesn't need that or seemingly doesn't need it. Um, but I think that, you know, a good promo, I, I, I don't know. I feel like a lot of times that becomes, it, it's part of your DNA. It's it's natural. It's something that you can't be taught. Although I certainly think that men and women in wrestling today, especially on the indie level, need to be watching Rowdy Roddy Piper, Rick uh, Rick Flair. Well, we'll put Rick Root in there too. Um, Arn Anderson, Dusty Rhodes, Paul Heyman. I'll put uh, Jim Cornette in there. A handful of those guys watching and listening and following what they do and tweaking it and, and becoming part of what you do uh, is important. You know, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery. And I think that, you know, there is certainly a lot of talent that uh, could benefit from watching uh, the art of the promo. Um, and, and it, it is, it has become a lost art. And I think partly because of the overscripting of it, but also I feel like sometimes when you don't give that safety net of sorts, then you get folks that ramble. So nobody scripted this and you can tell I'm starting to ramble a little bit myself. So I'm going to move on to the next question and I think I've gotten just about everybody, um, 
actually, let's go to uh, Dr. Egon Casanova, who wants to know when he and the string bean, the radishing one, are going to be guests here on the podcast. Hey, that'll happen soon. Uh, listen, if you are an independent wrestler or you know any wrestler, anyone involved in the world of professional wrestling, and you're listening to this, and you want to be a guest on the show, reach out to me. You know, I don't, I don't have everyone's contact information. I don't reach out to a lot of people. I do from time to time. But if you ever want to be a guest on this podcast, just let me know. I'd love to have you. And, uh, you know, I, I have seen, again, the clips of, of what Dr. Egon Casanova and the Radishing One, String Bean, are uh, doing out there in the world of indie wrestling. And it's good stuff. It is entertaining and it's fun. So I certainly um, hope to hear from you guys. And if you'd like to be on the show, please text, email, tweet, TikTok, whatever whatever means necessary, uh, shoot me a message and we'll make it happen. A friend of uh, Dr. Egon and String Bean, Duke Randall of uh, Duke Randall Outdoors, says NWA versus Stride. A six-match card. Any stipulations? Let's hear it. You know, I'm not heavy into the stipulation matches. I I, I think they're fine, but I just did basically a straight-up card. Um, and and these are difficult to do with Stride, uh, putting Stride in against other companies because it's like, where do you cut it off? Because it's a six-match card, and I'm going with... You know, I kind of went with the, the the six guys that first came to mind, and then I found some NWA players to kind of fill in the void there and 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 wrestle. So uh, I'm going to start things off with Savion Ayers, who is the current Stride Pro Wrestling No Limits Champion, someone who has improved so much over the last few years since training and coming to Stride. Um, I'm again, he's been on the podcast before. I'm super proud of everything that he's done and everything that he has accomplished. And so I would put him in there against the Pope who, you know, and again, I'm not up as up on the NWA as I should be right now. I know that he was, um, I feel like he was their national champion or their TV champion at one point. I don't know what belt he currently holds or if he even is a champion, but I feel like he and Savion have similar styles, and uh, I feel like Savion, again, would be like that sponge in their learning, and there's a lot to learn from the Pope. I feel like he's one of those guys that was should have been a much bigger star in a much bigger company, but he certainly is doing great things uh, in the NWA. My next match is going to be a battle of the big men. Um, and that is the Stride Pro Wrestling Legacy Champion taking on who I believe is the current NWA television champion, Tyrus. Uh, you know, Roger, I've talked about him before. He's been on this podcast. Um, I've known him for years. Actually, it just popped up on my memories that uh, it was four years ago today that he uh, beat my ass and threw me around the ring um, at a Stride show leading up to eventually what was going to be our match um, inside a steel cage. So, uh, you know, I can always vouch for the fact that Roger is, is tough and, uh, could definitely do some damage. And I feel like getting him in there against a big guy like Tyrus, uh, you know, cause there's not a whole lot of big guys that Roger has been in there with in stride. You know, we've seen him in there with, uh, abyss, um, 
but as far as like real big guys to go toe to toe with, there's not a whole lot in that realm. So I feel like uh, a battle of the big men with Tyrus and uh, Roger would be great, great television. My next match is uh, a couple of old school guys who I feel like would really complement each other style-wise. That is the former NWA World Heavyweight Champion taking on the former Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion. Um, it is Trevor Murdoch versus Axe Allwart. Um, you know, Axe is an old soul and has that old school mentality. I always see shades of like Harley Race and Arn Anderson and Ted DiBiase in Axe Allwart when I see him in action. And I feel like against somebody like Trevor Murdoch, who has also adopted uh, that old school philosophy, that old school mentality. Um, I just feel like those two would really uh, have a great match against each other. Up next is the former Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion Riser in there against Chris Adonis, who I think is actually the national champion right now in the NWA. Riser, again, one of those talents who I feel like I do believe, like many on the stride roster, but I think Riser kind of, right now, if somebody came to me and said, who in this locker room is going to end up wrestling on the uh, in an NWA matchup in the next few years, I got to put Riser in, in, that, in that conversation. I feel like he is uh, growing by leaps and bounds as well, continues to hone his craft and and is one of those guys I feel like would give Chris Adonis, the former Chris Masters in the in the WWE. He is he has changed a lot to his style and whatnot. Um, but I feel like those two would have a really really great match. Up next, Heath Hatton, former Stride Pro Wrestling Heavyweight Champion, against another former NWA World Heavyweight Champion, and that is Nick Aldis. And I feel like with Heath, he's had that big match experience, and I feel like. Of everybody in the NWA right now, Nick Aldis is probably the most decorated and 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 best of the best. And I feel that way with, with Heath as well in, in the stride locker room. Despite our uh, recent disagreements, I feel like, you know, he's the man uh, that represents stride. And I feel like Nick Aldis, even though he's not the champion anymore, I feel like he's still is that NWA representative and, and Heath has been in those high pressure situations again, um, wrestling Adam Pierce several years ago, 10 years ago, almost now, um, at an all American pro wrestling show. So I feel like, uh, with that experience, he would be great, uh, against Nick Aldis. And then finally, uh, it's champion versus champion. It is Dexter taking on Matt Cardona. And again, Dexter was on the show last week, Garrett uh, Turner, the man behind the character, if you will. Um, and we talked a lot about, you know, that character development and and the years and years that he has put in. Um, you know, Stride had only been around six years, but he's, Dexter has been there almost since day one and has grown and developed and and come into his own through many different characters and, and evolution. And I feel like that's very important. And I feel like that's what Matt Cardona has done as well. He's evolved, uh, you know, from that WWE persona, Zack Ryder, and then what he's done now on the indie scene. I feel like, you know, to be successful in anything, you have to evolve and change and and become different and, and adapt and work with what the fans kind of want to see and be around and experience. So uh, I feel like 
Zack Ryder or Matt Cardona has done that. And I feel like, you know, Dexter, probably better than anyone at Stride, has done that in terms of, of that evolution of character and, and kind of tweaking and changing what you do. We're going to end this week's episode again with Greg Mahachko. Uh, as a former journalist, what is your take on the rampant use of anonymous sources, particularly how it pertains to the dirt sheets. Do you think there are actual people feeding credible information, or do you think that some of these reporters, he has in quotes, just make up a bunch of BS and slap a from a backstage source on it and stay in business? I feel that if they were forced to cite their sources, they would either have to, uh, they would either have the well dry up or the people that they credit the information would be reluctant to give information or refute the information rather, forcing some of these publications, again in quotes, to have to shutter their doors. I agree. You know, he referenced me being a former journalist. I spent 22 years in the world of TV news, um, which obviously being a, and I, and I know that there's going to be some argument there, you know, Journalism in general over the last several years has kind of gone through the ringer, some with good reason, some with not. I feel like, though, uh, in general, when you have, you know, the 24-hour cable news sources and the talking heads and the, the, the hunt for ratings, if you will, um, journalism in that sense is dead. You know, the, to me, that is not journalism. That is infotainment. That is men and women spouting off talking points for ratings and you know it, it it's not real and i feel like in a sense it's the same thing with wrestling journalists and i'm using air quotes when i say that too because while many of them are respected by by some fans and and even some of the workers uh, i feel like there's a lot of, of harm being done and i've talked and i'm not talking about just the spoilers but you know these men and women who write the stuff for the dirt sheets or or write these these articles or blogs or whatever it is you know they're putting it out there as if it is a fact and sometimes it's just their opinion or it's stuff that they've heard and Greg's right if if they were forced to cite their sources i think there'd be a lot less of it you know i mentioned wrestling fans earlier being so um you know, sometimes we're so contentious or so argumentative. You know, we want to spoil things. We want to ruin things. We want to know the answers right now. Nobody wants to wait. And I feel like the internet has played a big role in that as well. I know, excuse me, um, Dave Meltzer, for example, has been around for decades, long before the internet and whatnot. He was writing his, his uh, newsletter. But... I, you know, I think that it needs to be clear that these are his opinions and people put so much weight on what is a five-star match. And this is a five, you know, and their work rate sucks. And what, you know, I don't know that watching WWE, watching AEW, watching Impact, you know, there are matches that have mistakes and whatnot in them. And sometimes maybe the story isn't as great as it could be, but I think when when they're in there and they're performing, they're doing their very best. And so, again, I feel like it's it's a, a totally subjective thing, and and people are are making uh, assumptions or making you know ratings or rankings of matches 
based on what they like. And then for whatever reason, they have convinced their following to give them all this weight and credit. And, you know, I don't care what Dave Meltzer thinks of a match. It's kind of like when Siskel and Ebert reviewed a movie. I didn't care what their thoughts on that movie were. Um, so I kind of view it in that vein where they're just giving their opinion. It's not any factual information going along with it. And a lot of times when the things, that's why I said at the top of the show with Scott Hall, I'm reluctant to say anything because I haven't seen it come from WWE or, you know, Kevin Nash, who I know is a good friend, Diamond Dallas Page. I've been kind of following their accounts to see what they're saying. And, and so far, nobody has said anything. So that's why I was a bit reluctant because, again, you see it. And then you get these, you know, these uh, journalists, if you will, these websites that put out information and it contradicts. And the, the biggest example that I can think of that is, is Cody Rhodes. You know, a couple weeks ago, Cody Rhodes was on a plane headed to Saudi Arabia, going to be a part of Elimination Chamber. He's in Saudi. He's backstage. He's there. And then not even a week, maybe two weeks later, it's, oh, well, apparently the talks between WWE and Cody Rhodes have come to an end and, and they're not interested and he's not interested anymore. And now again, I'm seeing, you know, WWE has WrestleMania plans for Cody Rhodes. I'm calling bullshit on all of it until I see Cody Rhodes come out at WrestleMania and do something or on Raw or, you know, come out on some sort of WWE programming. I really, you know, and, and nobody asked, but I think Cody's going to end up back with AEW and doing something with this whole Ring of Honor thing. But that's besides the point. Um, so, yeah, Greg, I, I feel like either cite your sources or, you know, uh, we as fans need to stop putting so much stock in it and and taking it as the gospel. And if I feel like if more fans understood and realized that this is one man or two men or, you know, a group of uh, writers' opinions and not fact, it'd be a much, much easier thing to digest. And then you get all these copycat sites that then start making the same clickbait articles and headlines and or they take something that one of these wrestling podcasters say and take it out of context and then they set it up for clickbait as well so the best way to make that shit end is to stop clicking on it and following it and liking it um but you know it's human nature these days it's that that gotcha mentality it's that gossip that rumor and innuendo that everybody clings to and loves to uh, be a part of. So on that note, and I, I tried to not end it too negatively, but I, I those guys do really irritate me and, and bother me when it comes down to it. And, uh, you know, I, I will Snapchat and, and text Chad or Tyler or Bo Sawyer or Garrett, uh, um, Dexter, you know, those are my biggest uh, Snapchat friends or best Snapchat friends that I send messages to and, and we'll go on little tangents and whatnot from time to time. So um, that's that's it though. That's it for this week. Uh, again, I encourage you to follow Stride Pro Wrestling, My One Two Three Cents, Jittery Monkey, um, support. And uh, I look forward to talking to you all again very soon and uh, have a great week, everyone. Take care. This is a production of the Jittery Monkey Podcast Network. 
for more jittery shenanigans, go to jitterymonkey.com. 